Eyes Shut Studios presents The Book of Dovis, A Giant's Heart So you want to hear a story, do you? Who am I to refuse? I was given this book for a reason, after all. Where to begin? Perhaps Avaria. There's a jungle there. You may have heard of it. Well then, why don't we get started? At first, there was light, then thunder, as if the core of the world were crafted anew with each strike, while the giants of old waged war in the name of progress, the pride of each family resting at the end of a brutal, merciless club. Barlight, a unique and powerful mineral found at the heart of the Avarian jungle, exists as if living stone. When the giants found it in their caverns running beneath the jungle, it did little to pique their interest. But as the giant, Torgar, smashed the great vein of Barlite in frustration, he and the rest of the Horgo clan were transfixed. As the stone reforged itself into something stronger. Intrigued, Torgar began the long work of his line, slowly taking that weak, useless mineral from soft to impenetrable, to the point where only at its core could it shatter and continue to eternally strengthen. With that great chunk of barlight, Torgar carved his name into the history of Avaria. Few clans would dare to stand against him and the Horgo. Even fewer lived long enough to submit before Torgar's mighty club of Barlight shattered the rock, wood, and steel in their hands. The jungle belonged to the Horgo clan. All of it, except for the south where the Etka clan of giants braced for their final stand. In desperation, the clan leader Haratka and the elders of the Etka clan entered where the giants never dared, an ancient temple that rests against the wall of the basin, containing the Avarian jungle. It was there, in those unfathomable, blackened depths that an ancient voice gave the Ekka clan a glimmer of hope. That voice told Haratka and the elders of the truth of Barlight, for it was no mere mineral, but the hardened heart of a giant. A great time of peace had been disturbed by disease long ago, leaving caverns full of giant remains in its wake. But, after centuries, the only remnants were the eternal hearts of the giants. The voice told of the nature of a giant heart, 
for the more battle and hatred they faced, the harder it would become. But the knowledge came at a cost. The ancient voice asked for what they would no longer have otherwise. The lies of each giant in the Etka clan once they reached their prime. The elders refused, enraging the ancient into a relentless fury that would wipe their clan from existence. So as Haratka looked around at the pain, battle, and loss etched into every elder's being, she knew the only path to give her people a future. Haratka made the final decision, slaughtered the elders in the abyss, and accepted the Eternal Voices Pact. Haratga emerged from the temple alone to find her daughter, Hatua, waiting. Wary of the Ancient Voices' retribution should she fail in her pact, Haratga deceived her child, explaining the great honor bestowed on them by their generous god, and how they must give themselves back to it when the time is right. As she handed her to her the hearts of the elders, she told her daughter of the sacrifice the elders gave, and to give each of their houses a shard of barlight to combat the Horgo clan. Her two were made to leave for the village, but her mother stopped her. You will need a weapon too, my child. And with eyes burning of the deepest fury, and heartbreak. Haratga turned her brutal knife and carved out her own heart. The Etka clan repelled Torgar's assault with their newly acquired power and began an endless rivalry that would shape the future of the Avarian jungle, all while the Etka clan continued to pay its price. Centuries later, and the situation between the Etka clan and the Horgo clan remained unchanged. Generation after generation passed down their barlight and those who inherited it and sought to empower it continued to use those stones to wage war on the rivaling clan. It was a great honor and a right of the firstborn to bear the weapon of their house. But to a young giant named Aver, from the Etka clan, it was a curse. Unlike her ancestors, she found no passion in the pursuit of power and glory. She saw only pain and suffering without reason. So when her father died and the barlight that belonged to her to herself was passed to Aver, she walked to the north in a fit of rage and hurled the damned stone across the lake. Where it landed, earth shattered and rose from the ground in mighty peaks, with a cracking boom that nearly drowned out a heart-shattering cry of pain and a great splash of blood echoing over the waters. She had hit something. Someone. No, it couldn't be. She would never. A there bolted around the lake, pushed onward fervently by panic and grief to find herself standing over a young male giant from the Horgo clan. 
His blood coated the sharp edges and peaks of the ground she had created with her stupidity. Gods, why today? Why in this moment that should have symbolized her dedication against such violence was she made the culprit of it? But then the young giant began to stir, choking on blood and pushing on shattered bone. The giant tried to raise himself to his feet. Stop, please. You only hurt yourself. Avare choked out. I suppose you'd prefer that only come from you then, Etkin Filth, spat the young giant, just as he lost his last grip on consciousness and collapsed back onto the ground. In fear of what this act would ignite in the conflict between the two clans, Aver carried the giant back to an abandoned cabin within the Etka clan's borders and began to see to his wound. Hours passed, and then days, until finally the young giant awoke. At first, tensions were high, but as Aver slowly mended the Horgon giant's body, Hatred eased into friendship. He told her of his life and his name, Jarway, about the expectations of his father and the suffering of his clan. In turn, Avere shared her own hardship. She told him of her hatred of the conflict and her desperate desire to write a new future for her people. Finally, after weeks of recovery, Jarway was beginning to walk, and as she led him around the cabin, Avare told him of the ancient deal her foremother had struck so long ago. It gave you power? Yes, Avare admitted, but not without cost. Even now, we give our people to it when the tribe agrees that they've reached the prime of their life. They see it as an honor, but I know for what it truly is. A damned curse, one whose blessing we would no longer need if our two peoples could live in peace. But it gave you power, whispered Jarway, an inherited greed haunting the young giant's face. Weeks later, Jarway returned to his people anew. Avare wished him well, though a part of her longed for him to stay. But they were from opposite sides of a coin. So she let him go, hoping to have planted a seed of hope for the world of peace she so desperately sought. But it was not long before that hope withered in her hands. Avare was returning from a hunt weeks later when Etka scouts emerged with grave news of a massive host of Horgo giants headed south. They spoke with confusion, as the host was not aimed for the Etka village, but rather the ancient ruins that lay beyond it. He had told them, Jarway, and they had come for a contract they did not understand. Desperation and fury awoke in Avare's heart, as she hurled herself to the north to cut them off. It was at the center of the Avarian jungle that she made her last stand.
scores. Hundreds of giants stood before her as their chieftain, Jawe's father, spoke all too softly. You've been holding out on us, Etkin. The giants laughed, and the ground quaked as they began their march forward. But all Aver saw were Jawe's eyes as he approached by his father's side. Full of confusion and conflict, as if a tug on an unseen chain beckoned him forwards towards a promise of power he was not sure he wanted, the young giant marched forward to sign for his early demise. She could not allow it to happen. She wouldn't. Tears of hope and sacrifice showered her face as the choice reverberated through her body, softening her heart where all others of her kind were hardened beyond stone and steel. And with the heart of her foremother, Haratka, at the end of her mighty club, Aver gave a final farewell to her friend and shattered the world. Where she struck, the ground split, cutting east and west with a relentless haste that carved a great crag of endless depth into the heart of the Avarian jungle. And when the ground finally came to rest, Aver was on her knees at the edge of the world, and the Horgon horde was spared, gaping in fury on the other side. This has been The Book of Dovis, A Giant's Heart, a Fenrir tale. If you've enjoyed the journey so far, like, comment, subscribe, or its equivalents on your chosen platform to keep up to date with Fenrir and Rowan's journey through the Avarian jungle, as well as the history and side stories that stretch beyond it. If you'd like to contribute and help fund Fenrir, Please visit the Eyes Shut Studios Patreon and get rewarded with additional lore and content, including side stories available nowhere else. This episode featured Luca Antelixaban as Arcus, the heir to the Book of Tovis. Special thanks to our lore master and head of world design, Jeremy Tomins. Thanks for listening.